guys, welcome back to this week's Love and Show. I am here with my co-host Casey, Hi. and we are joined by one of Holophonics member, Oli. Welcome to the show. How Pleasure. are you doing? Yeah, awesome. awesome Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as you guys may know, he, this is Autophonics actually a British DJ and production duo and they're yeah. doing the most not just in Dubai but around the world too which we'll get back to in a bit. Mm-hmm. But yes, to break the ice, yeah. we will start off with a game. Yes, okay. I'm, in, I'm in for it. I know what's coming. Yeah. I think I think our games are getting cheesier and worse as they go. But I, I, I quite like the good. name of this one. It's called. Yeah. Wait for it. She's got. Yeah. She's got a wine for this. It's called Gregor Ollie. Oh, amazing! I know when you got that. Okay. I can see it. Okay. So we're gonna have cards, right? Okay. You have cards here. Do you want to show uh, the cards that took He's quite some time? He's got two cue cards. Oh, I think you can names. guess, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's Gregor Ollie. It's not self-explanatory at all. So we're going to ask you a couple of names and obviously okay. uh, Greg is not I don't not know why here. I'm looking at them. <laughs> I remember what they are. Okay. But you're going to answer for you what you suggest. Yes. And since Greg's not and here. I'll, and I'll answer occasionally on behalf of Greg, right? Yeah, yeah up to you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. The first question, which is, okay. uh, who is the most likely to turn up for an interview? <laughs> okay. But to be fair, you know, kids like it's me. It's me. I'm the kind of spokesperson. I don't know whether I decided that. (laughs) Anyway, that's a good one. The token one. There's always that token one. Casey's definitely spoke so fast. The information was in the middle of what I was trying to say. So. You guys got to actually talk to Paris Hilton. We stopped we uh, a bit of your Instagram feed, but who fangirled the most when you met Paris Hilton? Uh, we, we, we were both incredibly nervous about it because we, we, we were like ready to interview DJs from around the world. Right. And to be fair, she was like walking in doing her, oh, I'm not going to do, I forgot where I was. But she was very, as you'd expect Paris Hilton to be outside of the interview door. Then when she walked in, it was like a switch, like, and she she sat down, she started to talk about, she's been doing her, her residency at Amnesia yeah. for nine years. Yeah. So this was the first break she got. But one thing that that we kind of both went a bit fangirly over, she took a selfie with us. That was the, no. that was the idea. Jealous. But Vivid Warm, that's a tip. Anybody tuned in, obviously, that it's Vivid Warm. <laughs> I know. That is that the filter? I am passing tips from Paris Hilton <laughs> and slowly, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Guys, no, we now know what she uses. That's what she uses, full stop. I'm sorry, Vivid is that warm. an Instagram filter? It's a life changer. It's it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's an a iPhone the filter. Yeah, you uh, push it up, vivid warm, you'll, you'll never go back. Wow, I'm vividly warm Paris. constantly. People <laughs> so have never was... seen me in this life. <laughs> so, who was more vivid warm for Paris? <laughs> okay, this one will be an interesting one. Who's the funniest? Me, definitely. <laughs> it's not going. This to... is going to be an easy no, game yeah, for him. Yeah, but he has his moment, Greg so it's kind of like. Greg needs someone to support. Yeah, no, no, no. He, Greg, he's being fair. Look at that. Yeah, he's Greg, like, you'll have your Greg moment. Greg is extremely funny. If you follow him on Instagram, he's has a lot of fun on a daily basis with both his dog and in his studio. <laughs> I so, love yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, uh, who who definitely lives the most um, out of the Dubai lifestyle, like that luxurious luxe life? You know, both. Days boats out, restaurants. That, see, boats like okay. I like boats. But we've never really done like I think we got through that phase like quite early on. That's and true. so when you when you DJ, you're kind of in the clubs all, all the time. Mm-hmm. So then when you take a break out of it, you become like pretty boring. But we've we 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 kind of obviously we had the Grand Prix last week and we did various things. So we kind of are lucky enough to have that lifestyle a little bit when we're we're holophonic and performing. Nice. So the bits in between. You know, 
They're a bit like Hannah Montana. Them. Yeah, I mean, some are a bit like, <laughs> I like walking my dog and like we produce a lot of music in the studio, but food, go, we're both big food food fans. And We've got we go. some very serious oh. favourite restaurants. So neither one is vividly worn for the over the top. Yeah, lifestyle, lifestyle. vividly worn. Hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah, vividly Luke, yawn. Luke, guys, Luke. <laughs> um, who's most likely to make for a flight? Oh, um, look, I, I am I am hyper-organised, um, like, in terms of a little bit kind of too organised sometimes. But Greg's quite good because his wife works with Emirates, so kind of Greg is very, like... He's she, got that she, reminder like, to be there on this time. And this day. So we're both all right, but if, if a flight... Greg can be late for things. Yeah, Greg. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. I feel like this is one-sided. <laughs> so far, you're getting the most. You're the funniest. Yeah, I'm for funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine. So for the last one, who is more of a diva backstage? Because you know, you get nervous sometimes before going live. Who tends to become like to, to have maybe diva tendencies, if you will? We learned very, very early on. So my mom always told me, get on with the people that look after you and get on the people that make you food. Right, <laughs> exactly. Great advice. So the people that look after us and make you food are like all around you backstage. Yes. So as soon as you start to kind of kick off, they lose interest to you. And I think the reason we've kept on going is we get on with the lighting guy. We make sure we say hello to everybody that's doing everything and we always get, get looked after. The only thing that we like is a, is a, is a bit of AC in the, in the room. Nice. That's kind of one of the major things. And then obviously... You know, the, we send a rider and kind of throw a few little interesting things on. Yeah. There. So, for a, what is a rider exactly to so, us? So, when non-artists. You, yeah, when you perform, you get to you put two riders in. One is a tech rider, which is all the lights and the screens and everything you see around that's being built for you. And obviously, we don't have the big team around us yet, so we kind of very do it ourselves. And the other one is the hospitality rider. Mm. That's the fun bit. That's where you get to kind of name all the things that you would really like to have, whether it's Ooh. to eat or drink or whatever it may be. So, and occasionally you throw a little. It actually started off really crazy, and then things like deodorant and <laughs> chewing gum. And we then we looked at it again. And went, Whoa, this is really boring. We need to go back. So it's like of... the artist wish list on the day of the Yeah. Like I, I mean, people ask for like blue M&M's. Yeah. Steve Aoki has like four or five cakes with his logo on that you can throw in a trampoline That's... and things like that. Part we, of we, his, we, yeah. we, we haven't like, um, if we tried a cupcake once <laughs> and <laughs> that never happened. So definitely <laughs> ne neither of them are divas. Good to no, know. Right, but you know, right. they, yeah, they enjoy the occasional um, hospitality. Luxury. So you guys just finished uh, performing Before the Killers at the yeah. Yes Alarm after Incredible. the concerts. That's unbelievable. Yeah, very cool. Tell us a bit about it. How did it come about? How was the night? Yeah, well, we, we were always nice to everyone backstage. <laughs> yeah. So so we've had a great opportunity then. We did the pink, we, we did Pink a few years ago. We did uh, Armin van Buren way nice. back when. So we had this opportunity again, and and I like to think that they think they can trust us because we kind of get the crowd that's out there. And it was a difficult one because we're an electronic act, and you know you look at the killers are performing, and you kind of think, right, how do I have to change the music that we're doing? But by the time we en ended, everybody was you know call and response. We're all singing and dancing and everything. Yeah. So I think we did a good job, and it was a good vibe, and it was nice to be backstage and like seeing all the killers, roadies, and everybody there, and kind of catching up with them. And after the gigs, they were like, oh, "Good job, guys!" So you know that's all you want to do: get people from a standing start to at least a sidestep. <laughs> that's <laughs> the goal. That's an opening act achievement. Yeah. And did you meet Brandon Flowers? No, I didn't. 
I didn't. We kind of, we were on such a high when we kind of came off stage. We went backstage. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sat down in our room. And then we went, oh, we'll go out and see, see the guys. They'd already gone on stage. <laughs> so, yeah, we had to go to another gig afterwards. So, but, um, yeah, he's a bit of a legend. Absolutely, I yeah. saw the performance on video. Yeah, I, well, I was, we were gutted that we had to leave. But yeah, he looked phenomenal. It's been a busy weekend for you guys. It has, it's busy season. You know, as soon as the weather gets cool, everything kind of kicks off and everything. we try and make the most of it. Everything. Yeah. But you guys, so we were we were watching a, bit, a few of your YouTube videos, one for Spaceship. We noticed a lot of Thai comments. Yeah. Okay, and I, we also saw your uh, the link on your Instagram story, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Thai story. So tell us about that success overseas that you guys have received and how that's been for you guys. Well, it was great. Look, we, we you know, you kind of as an artist here, you always want to break out of the territory that you're in and try and get yeah. that bit of kind of international recognition. So we, we had Spaceship as a track that we made in the UK with a great singer. And it was just the luck, really. Honestly, it was the luck. One guy, we met him, one guy at this big, there's a big Chinese company called Tencent, and they have this big Spotify-like streaming platform. This mm -hmm. one guy put our song on one playlist. Wow. Didn't work. Believed it enough, put it on three playlists, and we had like 20, 30 million streams later. We were the number one track in Thailand for the whole of 2018. Takes that one person. Yeah, beat Chainsmokers, Ed Sheeran, everything it was crazy. So. We have now gone over there. We've produced tracks for five of their biggest artists that come out this year. And yeah, we're backwards and forwards. We've got a documentary out there. People use the lyrics of our songs to learn English. Nice. It's been a really crazy experience. And it's kind of nice to go over there and have that. And then kind You're of... like the K-pop band of, <laughs> yeah. in reverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that, yeah. The ultimate, that's yeah. so cool. Uh, but it's not just <laughs> Thailand, right? You're also working in China yeah. and a lot of other yeah. countries. Like, how are you expanding in all these places? Well, look, I think it's very easy to, to cut, you know, as English guys that have lived here, we've been here 15, like, so 30 years combined we've been here, you know, from, from early days. And so from our side, it's very easy to want to go back to the UK and do the thing there, but it's a hugely mature market and it's very competitive. So we kind of thought, right, and uh, triggered by this Thailand thing, let's look, look east mm. and, you know, and there's such a good vibe east. There's there's not as much cynicism as I think. There's not as much, you know, anger about music or opinions that everyone's just pleased you're creating. So it was an interesting process. So China, um, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, um, Indonesia, um, and obviously Thailand are big focuses for us right now. And it's been going really, really well. We've done some great remixes and working with some big artists. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, you probably have fans, obviously, at this at this point. Do you get any, <laughs> any, do you have any weird fan moments uh, to tell us? Like maybe an odd DM that you guys have received. There's a lot. I of, love the odd DM question. Yeah, I love the odd DM question. Yeah, look, there's we we haven't had we had a few strange ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm scanning through my mind of what can be repeated. And <laughs> um, there's there's a, a lot of requests to feature on songs and a lot of artists that get involved okay. and we try and respond to everybody that sends us messages on any That's platform. Nice. Um, there's a lot of signing things that people want to be signed. There's a lot of can you meet me here? The the, the, the Middle East is really funny because there's a lot of like people actively want you to travel to locations to meet them. Can you can we meet I'd love to meet you. Can we meet on Wednesday at you know this <laughs> really? this uh, you know burger joint in the middle of Jamaica? It's like kind of like. But then when we first started off, we would get people going, "When are you coming to the Middle East?" And we're like, "Well, we're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, if you want to meet at you know <laughs> Spinnies, <laughs> yeah." So 
Nice. That's interesting. And but you also we touched on it a little bit, but you've collabed on a K-pop song. Yeah. Yeah. And K-pop is for those like not into it. It's massive, like millions and billions. I think you can. You can be, Yeah, you can not be into it, but you can't have ignored it. You can't have. It must have been part of your like psyche over the past few months. Forever, it's yeah, gone. It's gone crazy. How did that come um, about? Yeah, we made a track in Thailand again in the great studios there, and the. One of the girls that was working with this Japanese producer we work with, her brother was this guy, Kevin Wu. He was in one of the starter kind of K-pop acts, Yukis. And he was like, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to go and do something with the K-Con, which is the big K-pop tour. Um, it's like this machine. It's a crazy, <laughs> crazy machine. Imagine. Everyone's like, oh, pop idol. It's like, this is, this is the original machine of, like, this, of this creating wow. things. And so, yeah, we ended up creating a track in the studio with him. And then he said, oh, I'm going to perform this weekend. Can you send it to me as, a, as an instrumental so I can do it? And he performed it at Madison Square Gardens wow. in front of like the whole place was filled. It was absolutely crazy. But yeah, it's, I don't know if you know this, but in K-pop world and, in, and actually in J-pop, the Japanese world, is in order to be able to get a Japanese, you, you can buy loads of albums. And if you buy the most amount, amount of albums, the same album, you get to pick who the head man or head, kind of lady is the front man front woman of the band <laughs> so you go they still sell cds like they have virgin mega stores and tower records and stuff in there so you can you can buy like a thousand like a wealthy young japanese kid can buy a thousand <laughs> records and they get they, they the, the same record and they go i want this guy to be the lead in the next Whoa. video i want this way it's kind of and they all have characters rather than abilities so like abilities but like <laughs> not one's not a better singer one's like happy one's sad one's it's like seven dwarfs of music oh it's a whole God. other world yeah it's crazy it's very like engaging and how they treat that kind of thing is is like off the charts Oh my god. But before we actually get on to other questions, I want to ask um, how you guys formed Telephonic? How'd you guys meet? How did this start? You know, let's yeah. give a bit of the background story. So it was a simple, we, we both met, I actually first met him not too far away at JBR going up to rent a house and then I walked in and he was the guy that was uh, my landlord. I was like, oh, okay. And immediately in my head, like, I ain't renting this house. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. it. I just want to keep great for that. And, um, oh, we could if you'd like. It was a nice house. If you're renting it right now, I was like, yeah. And, um, and then, so we, we then, like, it went a while, not meet each other. Then we were at Atlantis and we kind of would join, like, DJing and performing whatever separately and we were both looking for each other's kind of characteristics so it's like music speed dating it was like you want someone <laughs> to write songs you're producing and like and we kind of met in the middle and it was one of those moments where you say you're going to do something and you follow up immediately we were in the studio two days later two months later we signed to Universal and four months later we had a number one album wow yeah so you it was a whirlwind and like then we kind of went we kind of went yeah this was this is working, so let's stick at it. And then it's just been hard work. And, and to those who don't know, um, how long ago was this? 2013, so I didn't mention that. Wow. Yeah, 2013. So wild. Ah. And so obviously you met here. The UAE is not kind of the obvious place to start a music career and to expand and grow. Yeah. But you're still here and you're growing. Yeah. Um, why would you stay here? Like, I, what are the benefits? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. It's... Uh, 
I don't think it was an obvious place. I think it's it's getting there now. I think there's just so many great artists that are, that are kind of growing. Um, for us, the exciting thing about here is you're very central. So that Asian kind of Eastern and then the kind of Western world thing, yeah. you're quite in the middle. I think you have great opportunities here, you know, so <laughs> Killers, the weekend, you know, we, we, we know how much it would have taken to actually do that in, in, in another territory that was more mature. Um, it's a very interesting place for the rest of the world. But I think, you know, w there isn't a foundation of a music industry from the publishing and stuff. So there's, you have to be very creative with the way you make money. It's an ongoing discussion. But I mm. think for us, it's an exciting time to be here. Saudi Arabia, what's going on going on in the, in the UAE as well. So yeah, we, we, we like it and people pass through. So we kind of take artists as they come through. The secret is grab the artists backing singers because they are always amazing. So we did a track with all of Justin Timberlake's Tennessee kids on a track. They were like three Grammy winners. It was amazing. Wow. So we, we, we kind of find those guys and get the labels and, and other artists to connect us. So it's an interesting kind of crossing point for the world of music. So, yeah. Very cool. So on that note, what do you wish to see more in the EDM scene here in Dubai? More, um, I think there needs to be more discussion with global talent and global artists. So we go to Amsterdam each year and go to Amsterdam dance event and the world comes there and everybody's passing ideas and yeah. swapping. So I think not just in electronic music, generally there's a lot of really good things that happen, but it's a lot of the same people yeah. having the same conversation and kind of going around in circles. I'm one of them, you know. Yeah. So I think if the world <coughs> can get involved with it and, and I think people take this space more seriously and they are doing because you know the ang armies and again the Saudi big yeah. events the money that's spent on live it can if it can be spent on nurturing talent that's really really cool um, and again i think you know if people look at the kind of publishing side of things if we can standardize that that would be amazing what do, what do you mean in terms of like if you're creating rather than it just going out somewhere for free well, in, in yeah, I mean, look, in the in the UK, for example, and a lot of other territories, you've got Publishing Rights Society, which you sign up to as an artist. They collect the money from malls, from radio, from whatever it may be, <coughs> and they funnel it in and they split it out for you. Currently, that doesn't exist here. Mm -hmm. um, so, so when you sign up, we get a record played on BBC Radio One, and they send us a hundred pounds. It's amazing, you know. But it varies country by country, and here it doesn't exist as yet. There is <coughs> laws in place but it kind of needs to move forward a little bit. And I think that's a very interesting space because, you know, people only started taking notice of it when their YouTube videos got pulled down. Yeah. And I think if they formalize it a bit more, it could be it could be a really interesting area. So it's a tricky space for young artists, but you'd still recommend it because it's an interesting... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good if you can have... It's collected, but it's collected by a lot of the big kind of like record labels and stuff, you know, so but it's more it's better when it's independently collected because you have more control over it and people can be more creative. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my final question for you is, can we talk about Spaceship? Yes. Because I'm aware that this song was it or it will be played. In a it was. Actual <laughs> yeah. NASA so so chose it. yeah. So basically, nice yeah. Do you like it? Good. Um, so spaceship was something we created, and the guy, the guy, this guy Barber, who we made it with, he, he, we, we were like, what should we write a song about? What's the vibe of this music? Well, I like space. <laughs> so, so that was it. We wrote a love song set in space, and NASA picked it up as part of their journey to the moon. So it was a. It was a playlist that they created for astronauts to train to and then for them to fly to the moon and actually kind of listen to on that pretty long journey. Out um, of this world. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I yeah. don't oh, know why oh, I said oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
Does he also like bad yeah. jokes? If you joined us late. <laughs> Greg, shout out. Bad jokes. Yeah. Um, to finish up, we always love asking this question. Um, I don't know if you want to answer for Greg or yeah. for both of you together. Go for it. Um, but if you were at a di- if you had a dinner table with three people, dead or alive, who would you like to be on it? Uh, uh, yeah, difficult one. That is uh, look. Right now, we've always liked production-wise. We've always liked Calvin Harris's production. You know, we think Calvin Harris is a super interesting. I'd like to get Ricky Gervais in there as well. Love him. I would a hundred <laughs> so million percent want Gary Rhodes to cook the meal because he's very close to our hearts. Mm. Um, and then, of course, who else would be in the mix as well? Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, I've just I've just watched. So I'm like very like, what have I just seen? But yeah, no, Martin Scorsese would be great. I like that he chose. Highly I chose a people fourth from person. a lot of yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good it's quite way to a variety. Do it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the end of our show, Greg. Yeah. Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We, we put up the Greg cue card so much. Rolly. 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 We're fine. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, like, I can see Greg or Greg. No, <laughs> but, but before Thank we go, but before we go, we want you to talk about all the upcoming things on the podcast. Yeah. All of that. Like yeah. We are. Viewers. We're kind of. twisting the sound that we've had previously and going back down 2020 is all about house music for those house lovers so lots of pianos lots of vocals we've got some exciting releases coming up on big dutch labels on big like major labels as well and um, we're performing at the w in abu dhabi new year's eve so get down there we'll oh, be back cool. for them so that'd be super cool and yeah it's just keep keep at holophonic keep looking knock it up yeah that's <laughs> Okay, that is it for us. We are back same time, same place next week on the Love In Show. Bye. Bye. Love In.